Hello, hello. We are still working our way through the psychological effects of narcissistic abuse. And on today's episode, we are going to talk about emotional dysregulation. So stay tuned and we will dive into 10 tips to help you with this. Hey queens, welcome to But Still She Thrives. Do you want to stop getting caught up in that wicked web of a creepy crawly narcissist? Do you find yourself up late at night replaying the abuse you put up with and wondering how you can heal now? Do you wake up hoping for healthy relationships and peace only to feel totally exhausted and mind effed? Girl, I see you! I'm Christy. I too had to disconnect from toxic people in my life, and I wished I could undo the damage. I felt ashamed, lonely, and kind of lost. But I'm a stubborn Italian, and I refuse to give up. I found ways to recalibrate my mind and body more quickly than I thought, and can now share them with you. In this podcast, you will find coping tools, healing methods, and confidence boosters so you can trust yourself and find peace and freedom. So shields up, ladies. Let's go protect our peace. So today we're talking about emotional dysregulation. What is that, you may ask? Well, it refers to the difficulties in managing and controlling your emotions effectively. So a lot of us, before I dive in, a lot of us cannot regulate our emotions correctly if we have gone through narcissistic abuse, any type of abuse or trauma, which is like a lot of the world, let's be honest. But we can't manage and control those emotions So it can manifest as intense mood swings, impulsivity. Um, My impulsive shopping may have been a product of this. (laughs) Anger outbursts, emotional instability, right? You might feel like your emotions go way high and then way low. And this actually can be very common because of the situations we were in or are in, if you're listening to this and you're still in a situation where we are literally like being trained by someone and manipulated to where our emotions are being tossed around high and low, high and low, high and low. So we get used to that feeling. So that is why even after you are out of a situation, you can still feel those intense mood swings. Your body remembers, woo! That was supposed to sound like a weird ghost, and it just sounded like I was wooing for like a really good hockey team. But let's dive into like, what do we do about it? I'm a very, what do we do about it now person, as you may know from listening to my podcast. So here are 10 strategies that can help you cope with emotional dysregulation. Numero uno, practice mindfulness. There may be some overlap in some some of these episodes here and during this series, but it's important to engage in mindfulness techniques such as deep breathing, meditation, body scans. I don't know why body scans, like some people love them. For me, it took me a while to do them and I still, they're not my go-to. So find what works best for you. Don't feel like if you don't love a good body scan, you don't have to do it, right? Find something that works for you. It could be walking meditations. It could be meditating and having music in the background. It could be going for a run, right? But just somewhere where you're able to clear your mind to be present. 
These practices can help you become aware of your emotions without judgment and respond to them more skillfully. So let's say you're meditating just like typical OM style, right? As you learn to do this, and it can take practice, so don't get frustrated if you try to meditate and you're like, all these thoughts, I can't do this, I'm incapable. No, you're not. Shush. Just keep trying. Do it in small increments. Go from like five minutes, try to master that, then go to 10 minutes, try to master that. Next thing you know, you're going to be meditating all day. No, not a lot of us have time for that, but I'm sure it's amazing. I've never done it myself. So while you are in that meditative state, your emotions will come up. Memories may come up, right? All these things will naturally come up when you have cleared your mind to let them come up. They might come up anyway in our everyday life, right? But here in meditation, you can sit with your emotions without that judgment and just kind of observe them, right? Don't judge them. Just sit with them, observe them. And as you practice this more and more, you'll be able to just be more present with the thoughts instead of judging or trying to resist, Good tip. I'm glad I brought this up. Oh, thank you, Christy. Here is a tip. When you are meditating, the more you try to resist a thought, the harder it's going to be. It makes sense, but often we don't think of it. We're like trying to push these thoughts away or like, I don't want to feel that. When you're in meditation, it's the perfect place when that thought comes up to observe it, embrace it, and try to pass it through, right? So mindfulness, meditation, super, super amazing. Number two, building a support network. This, this has been one of the things that it might not happen right away because we may have trust issues with other people, which listen to last week's episode. You know, all sorts of things with relationships can get a little squeaky in the beginning. But as you build that, really try to build a support system with people who are supportive, are uplifting, that you don't have to walk on eggshells around could be friends, family members, or support groups. We got to declutter and take out the trashy ass friends and family members who are not supportive. Like we don't have time for that BS anymore. We didn't have time for it before, but now we know better. Come on. We're 2.0 over here. We are queens. Queens don't have time for bullshit. So make that bar very high for your friendships, for family members that you keep in your life. You are not going to settle for less than people that treat you well and don't make you have fears and worries and walk on eggshells. I say walk on eggshells a lot because if you are someone who's been a victim of narcissistic abuse, you know that feeling. So I always use that phrasing because I know you know it. I know you know what it feels like in your body and I want you to pay attention so you don't ever have relationships like that again. Number three, let's move it, girl. Engage in regular physical exercise. So we know this. We know exercise is good for us. But are you doing it? Are you doing it every day? You don't have to like go be a hero for an hour and a half in the gym. I'm talking about just set aside 20 minutes. Usually you'll end up wanting to do it more. That's a little trick. But regular exercise does reduce stress. It improves your mood and emotional well-being. And what are we working on here today, class? Emotional regulation. Okay, so if you really truly want to regulate your emotions... This is a fantastic, I almost said fantabulous. Should I say that? Yeah, let's stick to that one. Fantabulous way to regulate your mind and body. Here's a little secret. Find something you actually like doing. If you hate running, don't run. If you hate lifting weights, don't lift weights. If you love to dance to 90s rap like I do, go shake your tail feather 
anywhere. It could be your kitchen. It could be a Zumba class. It could be a hip hop class like I am starting tomorrow night. What? I'm so excited. Um, find something you love, guys. This is your, like, you're, you're signing yourself up for this. Nobody else. What do you want to do? Make it fun. Number four, maintain a balanced lifestyle, okay? You know the drill. It's simple stuff. You got to sleep right, okay? I'm going to throw myself under the big old yellow bus right now. I don't sleep well, and I have perimenopause, and it's messing up my sleep even more. The hot flashes are starting. Like, what is this? Why does no one talk about this? Oh, it's not fun. So I'm working on my sleep schedule right now, like a little baby. I'm training a baby called me. But eating nutritious diet... I, I'm big on like, you know, you, you mess up here and there, it's okay. But in general, try to get those veggies and those fruits in. Try not to over sugar yourself. You don't have to be crazy psycho about a diet if you're not going to stick to it. So try to do something at first realistic. And when you get into a jive, into a jive, what, what are these words today? Um, <laughs> when you get into a regular routine, of eating better, then try to challenge yourself a little more till you really get straight and arrowed out. So I like to think in baby sparkles, right? Baby sparkle steps, okay? What's the one thing you can do this week to eat healthier? Whether that be do some lemon water every morning when you wake up or do one more servings of veggies this week, each day, mark it off. Get, get yourself a little tracker calendar. Do the work. So that's your homework this week. And I want you to email me at Fierce Mama C, F-I-E-R-C-E-M-A-M-A-C-A-G, at, whoop, whoops, Fierce Mama, <laughs> F-I-E-R-C-E-M-A-M-A-C, at gmail.com. And I want you to write me, what are you going to do this week? This is accountability, people. What are you going to do this week? One thing that you are going to eat healthier, or drink that water, or not drink that wine this week, something, this just for the week, just for this week. All right, so taking care of your physical well-being, we know, can impact your emotional state. You know it's true. When I'm eating healthier and I'm drinking all sorts of water, being hydrated, getting all my beautiful colors of the rainbow in and my vegetables and fruits, I do feel better. I know that. So you know it too. Let's do this. Number five, learn and practice relaxation techniques, right? We learn a lot of coping tools, but you you have to actually use them for them to work. Isn't that magical? So experiment though with different techniques, right? What works for one may not for the other. Same with the meditation stuff. So muscle relaxation, guided imagery, which I love. I'm very visual. So if you're a very visual person, you like doing art and like hands-on type things, you may enjoy guided imagery meditations. I love those. Or just listening to calming music, counting backwards like you did when you was a little kid, counting your sheep. Find something that works for you because they can help you calm down during those moments where your emotions are dysregulated going, oh, help me, oh, help me. And you're like, what do I do? What do I do? You have a little toolbox of things that you know work for you. So discover, explore. Number six. You got to dig a little, right? We got to do a little work here. If you haven't done it already, it's time to get your shovel out. We're going to go identify your triggers and then you develop your coping strategies accordingly. So pay attention to the situations you go through, the people that you are in touch with throughout the day or thoughts that trigger those emotions. 
where you start to feel panic, where you start to feel worried or stressed out or overwhelmed or like you want to walk on those eggshells. Pay attention. What is it about this situation? So instead of stop, dropping, and rolling, because that's for fire, we're not on fire, just stop, drop, and shovel. Dig on down. What is it that is triggering me? That is what you need to ask yourself in that moment. And then once you figure out those triggers, you can use your strategies like positive self-talk. You know, I love me some affirmations, distraction techniques. I do that with myself. I do it with my daughter. I do love distracting by going outside. Get out of the room you're in. Like, I don't care where you are. If you're at work and you're having so much panic, it's taking over, you're, I give you, I give you permission. Say, Christy gave me permission, yo, to get up. Say, you need to use the restroom. Get out of wherever you are. You know, change of scenery is a big thing. Go outside, take a big gulp of air. If someone says, that's not the bathroom, you say, well, maybe it is to me, okay? Hey, it's not the first time I've peed on a tree. Ah, memories. No, I'm joking. Seriously, though, get out of where you are if you can. And then, of course, there's always talking to someone like a therapist or yours truly. Either way, somebody who understands narcissistic abuse and understands dysregulation and can help you with these coping mechanisms or just talking with you through them. That is huge. Talking about them with somebody who knows, has the experience, and can help you will accelerate your healing. If you want to work with me one-on-one, I will put a link. You can look at my availability. I am basically full for the summer. There's a couple spots open. So if you want it, grab it, and I would love to work with you and help you. So go take a little peek over in my show notes and sign up through the link. Number seven, express your emotions through creative outlets. Yes, 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 yes. I'm excited about this one. I'm a creative. I love creating. I love art. But creative outlets, seriously, for me, writing, I love writing, drawing, painting. If you're not into actual like art or drawing, even baking, cooking, using that creativity in a different way. There's so many ways to be creative that aren't necessarily what you would think as as like typical creativity. And girl, if you can play an instrument or you want to learn one, go for it. I sound like I said go for like the animal. Go for it. Blast your emotions through that tube, girl. I see you. So that's a great way, any of those, expressing yourself through, through art, through any creative outlet, can be cathartic and literally like releasing that energy can be a relief. Number eight goes back to what I was talking about earlier. Got a little ahead of myself, which I do sometimes, but seek professional help. If it is impacting your daily life, get help. There's no shame in that game. It is. It does not make you weak. It makes you strong and it makes you a queen. And that's all I'll say about that. You know the rest. Number nine, practice self-care. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this before. Joking, joking. We are big on self-care here in this podcast. So if you prioritize self-care, that will promote relaxation and well-being. And what does well-being help? Yes, your regulation of all your emotions. So you know the typical things. Go take your bubble bath. Put on your lotion like you mean it. Read a nice book, a relaxing book. And look, I I get it. People love murder podcasts. Can that not be part of our self-care though? Can we listen to something a little more gentle instead of murders? Good. Thank you. Um go I, like I know some people are like no it relaxes me. No it doesn't. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to I'm going to have to jump in here. Fight me. Uh-uh. Murder's murder's not relaxing, okay guys? Going for walks in nature 
getting out in nature period is is relaxing just an automatic mood stabilizer and get your feet in that dirt get it in the water oh i was at the lake the other day it was so relaxing just watching the waves just and i mean it was a lake so it wasn't like tidal waves over here but you know the ripples in the water just immediately regulated my body and hobbies that bring you joy and peace so that could be art of course that could be anything any hobby that makes you happy that you can just be present and focus on and is calming i highly recommend number 10 we're at the end are you ready develop emotional regulation skills that sounds easy huh (laughs) so learn specific skills to regulate your emotions so that could be identifying and labeling your emotions right so what am i feeling right now really paying attention and being present and almost putting a magnifying glass up to your emotions like hello in there what is this feeling let's explore you right label it call it out and challenging your negative thought patterns so when something comes up and you think oh this is going to happen or he's going to do this or why can't i do this you've you've got to stop that negative thought and there there are definitely episodes where i talk about this in my previous episodes practicing self-compassion give yourself grace girl You've been through a lot. This is not going to all be healed magically overnight, but it can be faster than you think. I will always add that. And also, don't feel like, why did I put up with this? All these thoughts, like, we don't have time. We don't have energy for that. What you need to focus on now is what now? What can I do now? How can I better my life now? How can I have joy? How can I have peace? Stop thinking about the past so much. Stop the cycle. When you feel those negative thoughts, say, "Mm mm-mm. Have a buzzword, like hell no. That's what I used to say to mine. Hell no. Have a little buzzword, have a little convo with yourself. All right, and also developing effective communication strategies. So things like setting boundaries, having those healthy relationships where you actually communicate with each other and respect each other and don't walk on eggshells and work on the defensiveness, right? So this all takes time and practice, but it's doable, okay? So remember, Emotional dysregulation can be very challenging. It can, but with the time, effort, and support, you can learn to manage your emotions more effectively. You really can. So it's important to be patient. Like I said, give yourself grace and seek help. If that is me, just go into my little podcast notes over there. I've got an email. If you want to email me questions, it will be there. I've got a link. If you're like, sign me up, baby, click it. Let's talk. We will have a one-on-one hour-long session, or you can sign up for more if you're like, I'm ready. No, I'm ready. I'm ready, bitch. Let's do this. There are other options too, so go click away and let's chat. But we're not getting out of here without some affirmation, so you best put your hands on your heart, unless you're driving. You are not a self-driving vehicle. Hands to heart. Let's go. I am regulating my body. I deserve to find balance in my life. I am finding more peace every day. Cause I'm a damn queen. Yes, you are. I will see you in the next episode.